we chatted about this for quite a bit yesterday on the show of how our Cannabis Act is or is not working. It is not working, let me tell you. And so they were launching a review, and they did that uh, yesterday, which is a year late, to review what is working, what's not in the Cannabis Act. And so the review, to what we know, will focus on the laws impacting Indigenous people. It will look at growing pot and on the health issues, the consumption patterns of young people. And they have expanded the mandate to include an examination of the social and environmental effects and the impact of legalization and regulation of medical cannabis and the impact on racialized communities and women. But I'm trying to parse through the information because what I'm not seeing, and maybe I'm wrong, we'll get the clarification, are they looking at changes so that the legal side of the business can actually stay in business and get rid of the black market? It, it's a big part of this. Because remember, this was all done on the premise that we're getting rid of illegal weed. George Smitherman, president and CEO of the Cannabis Council of Canada, joining us. Good to chat with you. Has been Well, it's been a long time. It has been. Thank you for having me this morning. All right. So this is a big issue. I don't need to tell you the state of cannabis in um, Toronto. I mean, it is a saturated market. There are a lot of problems. You've got people who invested their life savings to open a small shop because they wanted to be part of this. They're losing the shirts off their back. And one thing I didn't hear last night in this review is, are they going to look at the rules and regulations? Did you hear that? Well, the the mandate or scope that they presented yesterday and the answers to the questions at the press conference covered pretty much the whole waterfront, even saying that excise would be a matter that would be considered. But what I think that means is that uh, we will have a platform uh, about what really needs, what we really need to create out of all of these words is a commitment to taking some urgent action. And that's really the work that, you know, that's really the work that I'm involved in is to try and highlight to the government just how difficult it is out there for people operating in the legal regulated marketplace. The concerns, as you know, because you worked in government, is that government generally doesn't move fast. And, and, and we don't have a lot of time for this. This has been four years. The review was supposed to be announced last year. And so by the time they finish this review, then we have to wait for the results. And if they haven't even addressed that, I mean, a lot of businesses that are saying they can't hold on much longer won't be here. I implored uh, the government ministers and Mr. Rosenberg in a brief meeting that we had prior to the announcement yesterday to find a way to fashion this review so that it could actually act out on consensus initiatives urgently or rather more immediately. Because as yeah. you say, if, if they take the full 18 months and create a reservoir of all of their advice and then it comes out, etc., and there's another process after that and another one and probably a federal election in the middle of all that, there's mm -hmm. so many people in the regulated industry that will just not be standing. They don't have that kind of lifeline. And the urgency has been made, you know, that much greater by the fact that the government is a year late in launching this. So that's really the key point. We were pleased with the scope. We think Mr. Rosenberg is an excellent individual with a great breadth of knowledge, etc. But we need to see a commitment. And some of this is in Ontario as well. I mean, Ontario is the government in all of the country that's reaping the greatest rewards from legalization. With the Ontario mm -hmm. Cannabis Store, 
which has got huge markups and terrible service to these retail stores as a prime candidate for reform. So we also have to broaden our targets to uh, Queen's Park and to the Minister of Finance there because the Ontario Cannabis Store is a significant culprit in the challenges that retailers are facing in the Ontario context. Yeah, I mean, they have to send out their stuff or whatever. An inspector has to come in. They got to look at it. They don't move quickly. I mean, you've got food inspectors that know how to turn this stuff around really quickly and they just get their inspections done. But in the pot thing, they just, they're slow. The product's not getting to market. You get stores that are just waiting weeks and weeks for product. And then, you know, if you can't get your product, George, you go to the black market. You go find somewhere else. Of but the, course. The pr- yeah, the premise of this. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Like on my, I live at Parliament and Bloor and on my street, on Bloor Street and on Howard Street, the other day on every post, there's some illicit cannabis shop on Spadina with its poster that says open 24-7. So if you put up your hand and said, I'll be regulated, I'll I'll pay the fees, I'll work within your regulated environment, I'll pay your generous markups. And then right outside of that, I've got an illicit cannabis operator with immunity, yeah. no one's knocking on their door, no bylaw enforcement, no legal enforcement that actually is protecting all of those people that have invested. In many cases, as you said, the ma and pa operators probably got houses mortgaged in support of these yeah. shops. So, you know, this is we need to raise our voice, like I'm saying, at Queen's Park also to address some of these challenges in Ontario. And one other quick point, if I could... Within the GTA, you've got about more than 2 million residents that don't have access to any legal cannabis shops because a whole bunch of places have decided that they'd rather have illegal cannabis services delivering untested illegal cannabis. So Mississauga, Oakville, Richmond Hill, Newmarket, Markham, I'm sure I've left off several, are all places where basically... The, you know, the environment has been left to encourage illicit cannabis. So we do have a lot of improvement yet. And like I said, it's, some of it's up in Ottawa and some of it's here in Ontario also. Yeah, I mean, it's a patchwork program. I mean, it's easy to announce policy. It is very difficult to actually craft it so that it actually makes sense. And this thing was whipped together at the provincial and federal level to the point where, you know, we can have four or five pot shops in one store. And then to your point, you know, out in wherever, there's nothing. And so the only winner here is the black market. Uh, If people can't get pot access to it, the legal stuff, they will t- they will turn to the cheaper stuff on the black market, which will never go away. And so where in your mind, George, how much time do they have to get this right? Well, you know, I think that the, the key point here is that they have to be committed to be taking constant steps, not just not just wait. We can start yeah. to make incremental changes, which will be headed in the right direction. That's the Canadian way, frankly. So we're not going to rewrite the Cannabis Act from top to bottom. It was a bold venture. There was no other template for it globally. It's not exactly a surprise that there's, you know, the market model that Mr. Ford generated here really did kind of invite, uh, you know, the saturation. And we'll see some retreat in neighborhoods that can't sustain it. But I'm interested in driving more traffic to those legal stores because I know about half of all the cannabis business in Ontario is taking place in the black market. So I'm trying to bring market share to those stores to keep them uh, to keep them uh, vibrant, but we can't compete at the moment. Our pricing is out of whack. 
And we've yeah. got restrictions in some categories, like 10 milligram limits of THC in edibles is like a very, very, very watered down offering. And it's not really going to meet the test for a lot of regularized cannabis consumers. That concedes a whole huge profitable category to the illicit market. That's an example of something that could be reformed sooner rather than later, and that would lift a lot of boats. That's probably a four to $500 million category lift for illegal cannabis across the country. Mm-hmm. So that could be an example of a targeted initiative where earlier action could really, really be uh, beneficial. So these are the things that yep. we'll focus on and try to put in the window, and we'll push for more urgent action. Well, urgency is uh, would be nice. Proactive would be nice. I think there's some easy fixes they could do right away, and hopefully they will uh, hear the calls. Thanks so much. I appreciate your time. Anytime. Pleasure talking to you. That's Have a great day. George Smitherman with uh, you as well, with the Cannabis Council of Canada. The bottom line, it's a huge market. There's a lot of potential here. But if they don't unleash the potential, the black market will continue to win.